What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. This is Unspoiled, covering Sandman, Volume 9, The Kindly Ones, Part 2. In this episode, maybe the dream dingo ate dreams, baby. Or he's being held in the air like a balloon with a string attached. That too. Welcome to Unspoiled. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are all. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just Yeah, said no, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think it's actually Dreams Baby though. I want to believe that it is, just because it adds another layer of Geraldo to the whole mix, which I'm fine <laughs> with. Fair enough. I think we'd rather it Dreams Baby than Light a Hall's baby, because she a mess. Yeah. yeah. I like all child protective services. I'm at this place where I'm like, if Lyda gets her baby back, maybe that'll bring her back to sanity. And then I'm like, no, she's, yeah, she's just done. gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Once you go snake hair, you don't go back. I have never heard that one. Did you get that from Tinder? <laughs> I think I saw it on Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> Although I wouldn't know I'm not, in, I'm not a, I'm not a Tinder user anymore at all. <laughs> anymore. I, I am a spoken for woman. <laughs> I am an honest woman. Oh, come now. Please. <laughs> You're all man, baby. I am an honest woman like Paul McGuire. That's um, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like Paul McGuire. Hey, that is that is a trap queen right there. A what? <laughs> it's uh, that song by Fetty Wap, tra- Trap Queen. It's basically a new, new t- a newfangled term for a uh, ride or die bitch. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. I never heard that. Paul McGuire, uh, oops, spoilers, he's back, is a ride-or-die bitch, because I think I would have clocked out if my boyfriend was in a coma for 20 years. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, oh, man, I think about it, and I'm like, <laughs> Owen said something to me earlier today. I, I really like tall dudes, like, a guy's got to be taller than me, at least, and preferably taller than me, even when I'm wearing heels. Mm-hmm. And Owen is, but he asked me once, would you be interested in me if I were shorter than you and i was like uh. <laughs> and 
I said something about that in a comment somewhere today, and he was like, but what if someday somebody chops my legs off? <laughs> and I said, well, I'll just let you bleed out, and you'll never be the wiser. Because <laughs> I was just like, I just can't. I just can't with a shortcut. I'm sorry, babe. I'll just like, I'll visit you in the hospital and let you know that it's over. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you'll die happy knowing that we were once together. <laughs> you'll, so you'll bake him a cake and flip on the arsenic pill and be like, last it's life. Better it's this way. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. It's you. It's your, your lack, lack of, of legs. legs. <laughs> oh, shit, Miles. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. So I don't think if it were 20 years. Yeah, that would be. Mm, I don't think so. That'd be rough. <laughs> 20 year coma. Hey, you know, some people just ask for a pulse, but they don't qualify what type of pulse. Oh, shit. That <laughs> sounded really dirty. <laughs> I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, remember back in the day with Anna Nicole Smith? They're like, well, she did want to date a guy with a pulse. We didn't qualify what kind. No. I was thinking, like, you know, they're still dead, <clears throat> but maybe. Uh, you know, they just really knew where pop culture was at in the current era and just really understood the kids. Their finger was on the pulse of the nation. I mean, they had a pulse. We've gone so far off. Okay. Hi, anyway. everybody. I'm Hi. Natasha. I'm Miles. I'm Anton. And they have read the whole Sandman series. I have not. I'm coming into this new. And uh, this is... This section is really interesting. I actually like this a lot because this feels like shit is starting to get real. And um, oh, Rose yeah. Walker comes back into... I mean, she was back a little bit last time, but she was much more peripheral. And she becomes the main character again here. Yeah, she's um, back in that house and everything. Yeah. And she is sitting next to some dude on the plane who like smells really sour and gross. And I keep feeling like this dude has to be significant somehow because she mentions him being next to her on the plane and it being uncomfortable. And then him seeing her panties when she gets her bag searched. Yeah. He's reading the same porn mag over and over again. Charming. Apparently who reads a porn mag on an an airplane from what is it? LA to, uh, London? That is yeah. Long. Yeah, I, I don't know. They said 12 hours. I don't know that you would ever do that in a public space. And certainly for me, just personal experience, it doesn't usually take me 12 hours to get maximum use out of those things. <laughs> so... Hey, you oh, know dear. what? This is 1994. Viagra was not a thing yet, right? I don't know when Viagra became a thing. 94? I, mean, I think maybe it was just starting to become a thing. I have so, definitely seen guys looking at porn on their phones on the way to work in the morning when I was on the subway in Philly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and it was jarring because it was like they didn't even really seem to care. One of them, it was, um, it was a dude looking at gay leather daddy porn. Oh, yeah, that's completely normal. And it, um, but it was like straight, like he was just sitting right out in the middle. It wasn't like he, he was in a back corner somewhere and had his phone like kind of mm-hmm. hidden. He was straight up out there with it. I was like, well, all right then. Good on you, man. Right? Yeah. Um, so she gets uh, picked up by Mr. Holdaway, who is a younger, hotter version. <laughs> yep. In a an Aston Martin. And... Uh, she doesn't know it yet, but he is totally with somebody and she just like bangs him later without him mentioning that whole, you know, complication. Indeed. I had a feeling he was, by the way. What's that? 
I said typical Englishman. I know, right? Mm. Um, typical American girl been taken just easily taken by a dude with an accent. I I did understand why she liked him though. Like he was just so <laughs> he was so Hugh Grant with oh I'm, what is it that they make fun of him on uh, the Not Family enough. Guy? I'm so charmingly befuddled. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Charmingly befuddled. I didn't check to see if you actually had a penis or not, madam. <laughs> I think charmingly befuddled is probably the right phrase here. Um, and she's being led around. She goes to the home where her grandmother had been asleep, and everybody seems to remember her because of the weird case that it was. Yeah. And uh, basically, it is kind of strange. I mean, she just wants to go in and walk around, and. Everybody's super nice to her about it, and nobody is, like, you know, giving her any shit, but it does seem like a strange thing. Um, Oh, and Jack introduces her to Paul McGuire. Remember him? Right. Yep. So, it's amazing, this whole thing. (laughs) Um, We told you, as as soon as we finished the first volume, we said, some of these people are going to come back. Someday. Someday. It's like those uh, people you hear about in book one of A Song of Ice and Fire that finally come into play, like, in books three and four. And you're like, wait, what? He's not dead? Everybody's supposed to be dead. John Connington. Right. Exactly. The Dancing Griffin, or Samuel Tarly's dad is an asshole. (laughs) Surprise. The guy who told his son he would rather have him be dead is an asshole. Who knew? Yeah. Um... So she tries to go into that broom closet again to see if she can find the fates. I loved that moment. I really did, too. And I love the old lady behind her, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, shit, there they are. Nope, nope. Just an old lady. But there are three of them. Yeah. Yeah. And they definitely are very, like, representative of, but they they aren't quite. But what is this? The crone, the crow, and the the super crone? Right. (laughs) That's what I was like, "Mm, kind of, I guess. It's like like Golden Girls. I mean, Helen's the Uh, younger one, I guess. Crone and cronier? Yeah. Oh, dear. I'm Blanche. (laughs) I've always felt like a Dorothy. Everybody wants to be a Dorothy or a Rose, I think. Rose? Who wants to be Rose? Everyone wants to be Rose, Sophia, and Dorothy. No one wants to be Rose. Rose is... A lot of, uh, yeah. a lot of people that aren't actually promiscuous wish they were Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that I was kind of Blanche, and there might be some there, but I think I'm mostly Dorothy, <laughs> in that I just sit back and frown at everything. Nice. Um, I feel in order to be Blanche, you should have, like, no standards. <laughs> <laughs> and with Dorothy, like, with Dorothy, I feel that people realistically allow themselves a little bit of cynicism, and that's what makes you Dorothy. Yes, absolutely. Just um, to um, tie this back to the previous part of the story, so Rose is here because, and correct me if I'm wrong here, she's here because Zelda gave her that message from her dream. That, that your that grandmother said, said, go look where I used to sleep. Yeah. Which is like the most cryptic thing. I'm like, what are you, one of the fates over here, lady? Jesus. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. It was helpful. So she's made up this story about writing something about her grandmother so she can basically get in here and look around and wonder, try and figure out who's going to find her or talk to her or whatever. Right? Yes. And she's talking to these three ladies, and I really loved this so much. They're talking about creepy-ass like fairy tales and how they actually originally were written. Mm -hmm. And 
it turns out that like the original version of Sleeping Beauty, the uh, <laughs> the Prince Charming rapes her in her sleep, mm-hmm. impregnates her. She gives birth to twins, and they crawl up her body um, and look for milk to suck. And one of them sucks the poison needle from her finger, and that's how she wakes up. Um, I was not aware of that version. Oh, nor I, was I. It is unsurprising, but <laughs> I, I wasn't aware of the uh, the Red Riding Hood one we got in the previous volume with Rose as well, um, which is probably. You know how she knows about this, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. Gilbert told her, or at least she got an interest maybe from the story he told her. Uh, I, I do remember the one about the Little Mermaid and the blob of sea foam, which is what she ends up in the original version of that story. Yeah, yeah. There's um. It was so funny actually at work the other day. One of the girls was talking to me about how she had bleached her hair and got some bleach in a cut on her scalp. And gotten, like, blood poisoning from it. She, like, broke out in hives. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like you were poisoned by your evil stepmother. And she's like, what? And, like, you know, this evil stepmother, she poisons her by using a poison comb. And then she strangles her with a corset. And then she feeds her a poison (laughs) apple. And she's like, I never knew about those. I only knew about the apple. And I was like, oh, you are missing out. And she's like, I mean, I watch Once Upon a Time. And I'm like, I don't think they're going to put... How they made the evil stepmother dance in red hot iron slippers that they heated on the fire at Snow White's wedding into Once Upon a Time. I just don't think that's going to happen. Did you guys? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, also, you know, when I moved to America, I did not know that you guys didn't know what the fuck the Krampus was. Here I am so flabbergasted that you guys don't punish your bad kids by having them (laughs) escape a a man dressed up as the horned pork tongue demon... (laughs) of santa claus we don't punish them with that we just give them coal because that's the worst <laughs> yeah coal is just can't do anything with that shit but it's how useless do you introduce your children into uh into german dungeon porn <laughs> <laughs> did you guys um, ever read uh anything by dennis l mckiernan nope i've been meaning to uh he's good he's actually uh from my hometown and um He's has a series of books. Actually, Natasha, if you're ever interested, they might make interesting unspoiled material. Uh, but they are basically he explains in the introduction that he has all these like kids books with all these fairy tales in them, and it it seems to it seems to him like they must have been longer and more intricate when they were actually told like by traveling bards, right? Mm-hmm. So he basically takes these it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Loose ideas of fairy tales and expands them into full novels with like, you know, everything that the kids book leaves out, right? Hmm. It's actually really good. I really enjoy the series. I think the first one is called Once Upon a Winter's Night, and they all kind of go from there on that. You know, it's like Once Upon a Summer's Day, etc. Um, I've just always loved the whole like really ancient, gruesome fairy tale thing. I was so into that stuff when I was younger, and I was like, my mom would give me like the old Celtic fairy tale books or Norse fairy tales or things like that, and um, I, I just loved the hell out of them, and nice. especially. Like, when they had these horrific endings, there was one I read where, like, the punishment for the guy who was, like, the bad dude in the end, they locked, they, like, locked him in a barrel, they drove nails in every side of the barrel, and then they rolled him off a cliff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like... Oh my god. I remember my mouth just hanging open and reading that to my mom and being like, that's the worst thing I ever heard. And she was like, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> she just, I don't think she even was prepared really for what was in some of those stories. <laughs> um, but speaking of story, so we have this story about this uh, man about town who yep. he like hides this woman's clothes and is like, fuck me or else. And she's like, you have to marry me though. And he's like, yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't think so <laughs> and they have sex she's like getting pregnant like immediately they yeah, pass like two churches yeah and he both times won't do it then he strangles a woman to death to take her house they settle down in this little house with no questions asked and she gives birth to three children it, I assume not at the same time but perhaps <laughs> um and that he went around continuing his philandering and she just stayed at home like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that one of them is a baby and the other two aren't, I think, when they grow the wings. So oh, yeah, that's have- true. Yeah. He yeah. says the baby. So, yeah, he just keeps going out and fucking everybody and coming back. And he's like, here's a hen. Here's a pig. Whatever. <laughs> and finally, um, one day he comes home and the children are gone. And he's asking his wife, where the fuck are they? She keeps on giving him all these other answers and he just loses his temper and chops her into bits with an axe, which is reasonable. Doesn't he give her, like, basically the same answers that she gave him for his excuses to not go into the church? They seemed really similar. No, because at first she says picking berries. Oh, no, no, no. He gives her the same reasons To her kids. Right, yeah, Yeah, okay, that's what I was thinking of. Sorry. Um, And... Yeah, he goes outside and sees his kids flying around with wings on, and they're demanding where their mother is, and they come in and see her body under the bed. They tear him apart and, like, kill him, and his wife is there when he, like, gets up again after he's died, and she's got her claws out, and she's chasing him, and he runs, tries to, like, die again, but nothing wants to kill him because he's already dead, so what's the point? Right. And he winds up on the midden pile that he built that he buried the old woman in and his wife comes out of it as a giant worm with a f- her face on the end, which is the best illustration I've ever seen ever. I love the art in this whole story. It's so cool. It's so cool. I love the shit out of this. His <laughs> his wife coming up with the fucking claws like oh, that's the best. 
this like and the and the way the um font that is used here um it just this really did remind me of some of the like kids fairy tale books the way that they were illustrated a lot of them were just black and white illustrations and um they would and they would have this like really stylized font and they would try and make it look as if it were almost handwritten you know yeah. like a illuminated manuscript type thing sometimes so this just reminded me so i just this was very nostalgic for me i enjoyed yeah. this this isn't quite black and white but the color palette is very limited and yeah. it all kind of gets that feeling and they i agree with you totally on the font they even do the thing where it's like every uh page the first like letter of the first word is a stylized picture you know mm-hmm. what i mean which i always really enjoyed yeah, this is just taking me... It's making me want to go and, like, re... I bought a bunch of the Halloween books that I loved when I was a kid on Amazon, like, used the other day. And um, it's making me want to go and find some of the old fairy tale books that I used to have and love, too. But, yeah, so she comes up and um, instead of killing him quickly, it just ends with her taking a first gentle bite out of his cheek, which oh. is terrifying. And that is the end of the story. So, pretty amazing. And I love that the um, first woman that she met is just like, well, that was fucking awful. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, they're not real. And she's, whatever. All death is terrible. That's what, that was the worst thing ever. Um, and, and Helena says something about how the acts of revenge are sanctified. Because the man in the story deserved it. And then tells this story about how somebody that she knew um, killed the person she loved and she found him and ruined his life and then killed him. Yeah. It's very dark. And then all of a sudden, of course I didn't do that. Would I tell somebody that if I had? And I was like, "Mm, I think you might, crazy lady in a nursing home. I think you might. (laughs) Um, And... A mother's they talk about how women are the waking world that we are about the real world as mothers oh, we this. wake them from nothingness to existence as maidens we wake them to the joys and miseries of adulthood wake them to the worlds of lust and responsibility and when their time's up it's always us has to wash them for the last time and we lay them out for the wake oh that was just depressing um yeah, it's good though it is it is and at this point, they're like, yeah, all right. I think we're done. Thanks for coming by. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> they they summarily dismiss her, essentially. Yeah. We're going to take a nap. Yeah. Please. Which is the most legitimate reason to get rid of somebody I've ever heard ever. Well, I mean, get that old. Right. right. The crone, the crone, and the super crone. <laughs> <laughs> Super crone. No, she's the mega crone. Or no, she's the hypnotoad. The oldest one kind of does look like a hypnotoad. (laughs) (laughs) I see that. Excuse me. Um... So, she goes out into the hallway and Mr... uh, What's what's this guy's name again? Uh, Paul or... Paul. Paul That's the one. Are you talking about the younger dude? No, no, the older Paul. one. Oh, no, he's the one Paul, who's yeah, escorting her. Yeah. And he's talking, talking about, about going out into uh, the um, Ashdown Forest to find Piglet. Oh, yeah, because that's the actual 100-acre wood. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty adorable. That's yeah, pretty awesome. Um, and then he's like, 
why don't you come down here? I have to show you something. And she's like, um, are you a freak who's going to rape me? And he's <laughs> like, I'm gay. Christ's sakes. Jesus. Just come on. Um, well, no, I love it because she's like, are you some kind of pervert? And he says, I am the very best kind of pervert. <laughs> In the words of the immortal Quentin himself, I am one of the stately homos of old England. <laughs> Miss Walker, I assure you, you have nothing to fear from me. <laughs> Bless his heart. He basically said, girl, I'm fine. What you selling? Exactly. That's right. Um, she's like, it's on discount. He's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> um, so, so then she takes him to see Alex, or he takes her to see Alex. Yeah, who has this beard up on his face. Yeah, he does. He's looking not so great. And uh, she is, she thinks, because Alex goes into his sleep just as her grandmother came out of her sleep, she's like, well, it's a good thing my grandmother came out of it then. Then it looks like he's probably going to wake up at some point, right? Right? <laughs> Maybe? Sure. Thanks for trying to make me feel better. Right. Yeah. And he says, uh, or where is it? I can't find it. There's a one music to cover up the awkward silence there. That's where he says, he says he's been asleep for, for over five years. I just hope his dreams are pleasant ones. And she says, yeah, no, not really. Yeah. And we know, of course they are not. He has a very uh, tightly trimmed beard for somebody who's been asleep for five years. They must be working on that for him. Yeah, Paul's been taking care of him. Um, so she leaves her ring as a good luck charm, her grandmother's ring with him. And when she puts it down, it looks to me like there's a little piglet doll next to him. Am I crazy? Nope. Not crazy at all. I see it. It does. But oh, it's, yeah. It's the old school piglet one. Um, you know, like earlier have you guys seen like the old school Winnie the Pooh looking illustrations mm-hmm. yeah it kind of looks like that where it was more um it was, I, I, I make it I uh, typically um, compare it to the very first season of the Simpsons where it's like they had no budget or the very early season of South Park like you could tell they were just starting out with like $5,000 on animation it's so cute I just love maybe, that that it's just maybe it's the real one he actually found it maybe oh, it that- is I like that Let's Very go with yeah. that. Let's roll with that. Um, okay, so let me go on to part seven. And um, let's see. This one opens up with Larissa, the so witch. Is that who she called herself now? Yeah, right? I'm like, I see those round glasses, and I'm like, oh, fuck. The artist formerly known as. She has cut her hair off, but she is no less ruthless. I enjoy deeply her cut this hundred dollar bill in half you get the other half when i come back little <laughs> shenanigan that is just the most logical well-reasoned way to get something perfect i yeah. completely and 100 percent endorse this it's not the same since two years now right the uh the uh barbie incident right well i mean I- i'm curious natasha as to what you made of the reveal that she was the one dream was pining over oh was that a reveal yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That went right over my head. I didn't feel like I saw that at all. Yeah, when they have their whole conversation. That was weird. Okay, well we'll get there, but yeah, I didn't we'll there, I didn't okay. like get that at all. Okay. Oh, goodness. I was waiting for you to start laughing and being like, Yeah, what me too. Sexy eyes at her. 
<laughs> I mean, the uh, his sexy gaze of look into my eyes and the harrowing, endless oblivion that lies within. <laughs> look into my blazing white star that passes for an eye. <laughs> and she's like, listen, Billy Idol, I'm not impressed. <laughs> I ain't going to your white wedding. So she goes and finds um, Lyda and... Yeah. I, she's like, I'm looking for a woman. And they're like, well, there's this girl that's pretty clean over there. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and it turns out one of the guys tried to feel her up and she like almost broke his arm or his jaw yeah. or something. Um, so she pops up and is in, it looks like she's in Lyda's dream as this seagull. Like, is that who that represents? That's who I'm assuming. Um, and she's like, come with me. And she's like, okay, little bird, I will follow you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's totally, in her dream world, Larissa is the, the bird. I really want to know who I would be in somebody's dream if it were something like this. Because Larissa doesn't feel, like, this seagull feels like a beacon of real hope. And Larissa feels anything but hopeful to me as a person. Well, she's terribly, terribly confused, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, so I'm just kind of like, well... I don't know if it's like her subconscious sensing something deeper about a person or if it's just her doing nonsense stuff, you know? Mm. Um, uh, BC dubs a small tidbit. Larissa is the capital city of Thessaly. Just thought I'd let you guys know that. Really? That. Yeah, on the subject of um, of obscure aliases. Because remember, she is Thessalian than Thessaly. Yeah. So it's the reason why it's L- L- Larissa. I didn't need to bring that up. Hmm. Fascinating. Right. Yeah, and I, I only found that out because I was bored the last week when I was looking up um, the names of the other uh, theories. Like, you know, they have different names. Mm-hmm. And I came upon, you know, the Gorgons and, the, you know, how it is with Google. I ended up with Thessaly, <laughs> and then I saw Larissa was the capital city of Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the time, and I'm like, oh shit, that makes so much sense. Dun dun dun. That's awesome. Um, all right, so she packs her into the uh, whatnot taxi takes her away this one guy makes up this crazy shit about how that's really a spaceship that's been disguised and she was an alien and blah 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 and uh his friend's like do you believe any of the shit that comes out of your mouth and he's like no fuck no and then they just drink what are you stupid um so at the dreaming mr odin is dropping by and he pissed he mad what is Odin's full name? Is it Odin? Odin's son? Odin father person? Or is it? Wait, I, I know he's the son of Bor, so I guess it's Odin Borson. Yeah. Like, oh. Is it really? 
Some like yeah. it. Uh, Zeus. I mean, at least Zeus doesn't have to go by his surname because no one wants to remember that. Hey, um, I was the one that wasn't eaten, like my brother. <laughs> I've re- like. Can we just talk just for a real quick second about how weird last names are? Because when you go back and see like some of these ancient ones, and it's something so so fucking ridiculously simple that it's almost comedic, like Borson. Yeah, the, like to this day, a lot of the Scandinavian surnames are still Olafson, Olaf Dottir, Erikson. Yeah, and there and are some people little- that I've seen come into the bank that have these last names that I genuinely don't want to know where they came from. There was one <laughs> that was called um, uh, Child Kill was his last name. Oh boy! Right, and I'm just like, mm. boy, child kill. Yeah, and I don't know if you would know- say it that way. It was spelled child kill, but you might say like chilled kill or something. You know what I mean? How One of my the favorites live to do right that. now is I, I know someone whose last name is Wildsmith. Okay, oh, nice. That's fucking, I think that's fucking cool, personally. <laughs> I have met a. Um, I have met it. I'm sure it means something else in whatever uh, whatever Southeast Asian um, language it is. But I have met a Mon Dragon, and that is oh, that's pretty awesome. That is that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Owen hates his last name, and we already talked about if we ever get married that he doesn't even want me to take his last name because he hates it so much. You should take yours. Well, I suggested that, and he was like, "Well, maybe." He's like not totally averse to the idea, but then I was like, "What if we both just pick a random awesome last name and both go with that?" And he was like, "That oh, might man. be really cool." What would you pick? I have no idea. We've gone over like a million weird ass last names, <laughs> and occasionally he'll hear something that's like completely over the top ridiculous and be like, "That's it. That's the one." And I'm like, "Vito." So, still kind of searching that one out. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> or he'll just put two ridiculous words together and be like, there's a last name. I'm like, no, Winterbone is not a last name that I <laughs> approve of. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha Winterbone. Oh, Natasha I can't even Winterbone. say it without laughing. <laughs> well, on the subject of ridiculous epithets... <laughs> <laughs> On, on the subject of ridiculous shit, can we talk for a second about what Dream is wearing right here? Oh my god. It's like, like he's What is this? He looks like an eighties rock drug dealer. You know what it is? It's Doctor Strange dressed up as Prince for Halloween Avengers Mansion. I see that. I see that. Yeah, that's that's I accept that uh, reasoning. Or um Yeah, he just looks like a rock like a rock pimp. I don't know. <laughs> did, did Dr. Orpheus wear this in the Halloween episode of Venture Brothers? I need, <laughs> I need to Google image search this. This looks familiar. Oh, God. Yes, but he was late taking it back to the costume store. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, ridiculousness. Also, Odin, really, Glodnir the Wandbearer. He just has yeah. to go through all of his shit. And I'm like, man, you're not impressing anybody, okay? Chill or out. is like, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, if like someone shows up and I'm like, "What's your name?" and he's like, "I am called Grim." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, okay, buddy, all right." Like, you know, <laughs> the Death Blinder. No, no, I got it totally. You know, the High One. All right, okay, just calm down. Now you're like, calm your tits, or just one, just the left one. <laughs> <laughs> the right one can stay. Part. I'm called Odin Left Tit. <laughs> um. So yeah, he has figured out that the Loki that is being punished is not real. He is a figment. Yeah. And he's like, did you know about this? And Dream's like, mm, yeah, 
<laughs> and just tells him, like, I basically needed Loki to do some shit for me. So I put a dream there and Loki's like out running about. And Odin is just straight up disappointed. It's so, so amazing. No. Sorry. Take it back. I'm not. Well, it wasn't me. That was Odin talking to me. <laughs> I'm just paraphrasing. But yeah, I just enjoy so much his like, I'm not angry, just disappointed as he walks away and Dream is like, like I'm, I'm sorry. It's so sad. He's it like, is. you know, I, yeah, no, I've been fooled by him too. I just, you know, thought you'd be better than that. Yeah. I, ex- I don't know why. I just expected more from you. Oh, man. Uh, that is the worst thing to say to anybody. Um, that's how Asian parents discipline their kids, just letting you guys know. It's never screaming and yelling and saying, what well, you, you, you have failed this city. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just this cold, narrow glare, and it's um, calmly saying with an even tone, you disappoint me. And then you let that splinter eat away at your heart. <laughs> I'm trying to think about how my mom disciplined me, and I seem to remember it just being like, you're being such a shithead, go to your room. And that was pretty much the extent of it, because, oh man, I was a bitch when I was 15. I feel like my mom used to accuse me of liking my dad better, but... Oh, really? Did you? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. She might listen listen to this, so... You're like, "Ah." (laughs) No. Both my parents are great, but I I can't remember any other real, like, punishment. I mean, I'm sure she did. I just don't remember what it was. Um, all right. So, yeah. Basically, Dream just disappears into a, oops, into a whirly wind of shadows. And then, Delirium. She's looking for her dog. She still hasn't found him. I'm concerned. I'm not going to lie. And... She goes to Destiny and is like, so what should I do? And in in the middle of asking, like, do you know where my dog is? She sees that the statue of Dream is looking really upset. Yeah. And she's like, oh, shit. Well, maybe I should go talk to him. And as helpful as ever, (laughs) Destiny is like, yeah, maybe you totally should. Maybe that'd be really helpful. Or it could be really stupid and boring and he should just take care of his own shit. You know, whatever. I love this, though. He splits into two. Yes. To deliver two different prophecies. It's not even which, prophecies. It's just, like, paths. Yeah, exactly. You it's know? paths. That's a good way of putting it. And it really like, does suggest that he doesn't know everything. Or if he does, that he can't push anybody towards one side or the other. It has right. to be freedom of choice. When he says that to her, he's like... You know, if you he says if you look for your dog, you sh- you shall find it. But if you find your dog, you, sh- you shall find other things also. The choice is yours. I don't know destiny is always treated not like this character, but the concept is always treated as so absolute and so much fiction that I really appreciated this. You know, Gaiman basically saying, well, you know, it's not like there's only one way to go here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just like I have to say. I love the art style in most of this, but I'm not digging the way Delirium is portrayed as compared to how she was done in the last one. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is, but she's feeling more... uh, Manic isn't even the right word because she is manic. Like, that's part of it. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, she decides that she's going to... um, 
<laughs> she she decides that she's going to go to see Dream. And uh, then we go to Lyda and Larissa. And um, she does this crazy... She has like a potion that's made out of different herbs that she smears on Lyda's face as some kind of protection. Um, and she takes a black lamb out of this little cage and it's like <laughs> i had to send away for this yeah she's like, you know how hard it is to find a black lamb in west hollywood good god and poor, uh poor girl the lamb kicks her in the face and she's like so irritated by it um and i'm just like go lamb get one in there before you go and <laughs> She sacrifices the lamb and uses its blood to create a circle around Lyda to protect her. And then she has to decide between washing the blood off in the shower or sleeping in the bathtub because Lyda has the bed. Right. Um, meanwhile, Lyda is dreaming about not dream dreaming, but, you know, about climbing down a cliff really carefully and everything being super frightening and if she puts one foot the wrong way then she's going to fall and she's in front of a mirror and it's different versions of herself that she's talking to so there's like this really glamorous version of herself there is the child version there is the fury version mm-hmm. and everything yeah i love the fury version i am the fury my feet are firmly planted on the ground this is probably just some supervillain's mind control ray experiment I love resist that. lida resist <laughs> you know what probably happened in an obscure issue of infinity inc <laughs> i really like the child one because they have this thing in high school where you write what you want to say to your future self and what you hope you've accomplished and they hold on to it for like 10 years and then mail it to you to the address that you had oh and god that sounds awful Why right do, you do that to somebody it's oh definitely god. like i remember in school sitting there in front of this blank sheet of paper and i didn't know what i wanted at all yet and i was like well i hope you're doing good and have money and stuff i guess like i genuinely did not know what the fuck to say to myself and i just think about like what i would say like well i'm doing some stuff I'm still broke you know, just like, what would I say to my younger self? Um, I would be like, look, you don't know what you want right now, and that's not changing anytime soon. That's pretty much it. Like, that's what I feel like is so – I understand the the uh, intention behind doing something like that with kids and, like, giving them some sort of motivation or something that feels nostalgic and cool to see from years ago later on in life. I get that, but you are putting crazy amounts of pressure on them by doing that in the way that they are. Instead of it being like, hey, let's write a note to yourself about what's going on in your life right now. Right. Why didn't why didn't we do it that way and talk like cuz I would find that way more interesting now to read about oh in health class today I got a C and I'm really mad at mom and Mike has been such a douchebag and I think I'm going to cheat on him like what would that be like to read about instead of I hope that you're super famous and rich and rule the world oh no <laughs> that wouldn't have made you a self-motivator in the time <laughs> oh well just focus on the present sometimes ever no um no never never so lyda freaks out and punches the mirror well yeah because these are all like 
all these incarnations of her are basically giving her various reasons to not do what she's about to do, to yeah. not go in search of the kindly ones. Yep. And she's like, well, fuck all of you. Yeah, she's mad. And that, that of course, punching the mirror is what finally gets her to them. Yay, she's gone through. Mirrors <laughs> are always the thing, aren't they? Um, oh, they are. We've been expecting you, my pocket. Especially in gaming, man. Mirrors are everything. Um, and then we jump right from there to dream. Um, and it is, oh, yeah, he's, he's, in, he's oh. in Fiddler's Green. No, no, no. I, I just realized that he says how perceptive of you it, in this moment when he's in Fiddler's oh. Green, which is what the dude says to Rose later on on the phone. Huh. I didn't even notice that until just now. Okay. Neither did I. Um, and yeah, Fiddler is saying something about the fact that, uh, okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. He says, now that's unworthy of you because Dream is being a little bit of a dick. And he's like, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm just disappointing everybody lately. And I'm like, God, Dream, everything has to be this big fucking thing with you. All he said was that maybe that was being snotty. And now you're just getting all damn morose again. Maybe if you didn't wear robes with album art from Soundgarden on them, then, you know. <laughs> oh, Soundgarden. Like, please, don't, please don't make it rain. Please don't make it rain. Please don't make it rain. <laughs> Perfectly just manicured blonde. Right. No, no, no. You know, when Gilbert is in um, Fiddler's Green form, where does he go to get his... Is it like, does he get a mani-pedi in Gilbert form, and does it translate to a perfectly manicured lawn in Fiddler's Green? I was wondering get about it? that. Manicured cause... lawn? Do you get it? Do you uh. get it? Because it's <laughs> manicure. I never mind. Uh. I'm curious. If he has a spa day, and then he turns back into Fiddler's Green, is it, like, amazingly, like, well-maintained, the shrubbery? Or maybe he has people who, like, mow the lawns, and when they do that, it feels like he's getting a massage. Cool. I was just wondering about it, because later when they... You know, spoiler alert: He dies. Mm-hmm. He uh, he shows up in front of the kindly ones, like in Fiddler's Green, but with his human form, and they stab the human form, and that's like that's it. He's dead. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how that actually works. I don't know. The end. Okay. All right. So back to the Furies. The Furies. Don't call them that. Oh, I, sorry, sorry. Jesus. Of course, that's the first thing she fucking does. <laughs> After everybody has told her not to fucking do it. Yeah, it's like the, she immediately she's like, "Are you the Furies?" And they're like, "Oh God!" Right, face palm. Yeah. Um, it's weird. This goes so quickly between one and the other. Um, yeah. So it goes back to Green and Dream, Green Dream. Hey. Hey. And um, fucking Fiddler Fiddler's Green says something about Dream's son dying, which I thought was pretty fucking ballsy. And Dream is like, you know what? I'm done with this fucking conversation. And Fiddler's Green says something about how he goes into the waking world sometimes in order to just get away from everything. And Dream basically just totally ignores the implications of what he's saying. 
And it's like, yeah, I know you did, but you came back, whatever. And Fiddler's Green, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, that's not what I mean. And Dream just ignores him. Uh, as he is wont to do. Um, so, we have this, uh, this moment of, because it jumps around so much at this point that I started to get a little confused. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a heath upon which cold winds blow. There is a house upon that heath built of dead rock and dry bone in which one woman lives or three or none. She is sustained or they are by the stream of blood that runs beside the house. Once it was a river, but many, that was many years ago. And there will always be sacrifices to the Morrigan, the lady of war, the Morrigan BT dubs. My mother has been super into are? this past year and has been like doing, uh, like rituals and made like a figure and all this stuff. So the Morgan is very much to the fore of my, uh, my goddess awareness lately. (laughs) Awareness. Right. You know how everybody's got goddess awareness, whatever. No big deal. (laughs) Consecrated to the goddess of war. Um, and the ravens are essentially her harbingers um, and they are solitary and they start to really crop up in many places as the story continues. Um, so when they talk, when she calls them the furies again, again, how many times do people have to tell you not to fucking do that? <laughs> um, she they stay, they say such a nasty name. It's one of the things they call women to put us in our place. And they start out with termagant. Never heard that one. What the fuck is that? Thermagant? Yeah. Uh, the, it's an old word. Hold on. Let me look this up right now. I know I've heard this. Like It's a, it's a Greek word. A harsh, t- a harsh tempered or overbearing woman. Never we- heard it. Wow. Okay. Termagant. I love it. Um, also, I will uh, be using it. <laughs> Also, the name given to a god which Christians wrongly believed Muslims worshipped. Interesting. Christians warn, wrongly believe many things of Muslims. It this seems. is true. Um, what? They still, to this day, continue that tradition. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at Termagant Termi- still. Termi- Termigant. Is it Termagant? Termagant? Termi- uh, it's... I think it's a hard G. Oh, and yeah. then Virago? That was the other one. Oh, I've heard Virago. I never heard that one in my life. Shrew, vixen, witch, bitch. Do we look furious to, do, to you? No, you look very kind, very wise, very gentle. You fucking liar. She looks like a psychopath in that picture. She's got <laughs> pointed teeth and slits for eyes and you're out of your damn mind. Um, Virago, however, is uh, the connotation I believe from Virago is a female warrior. So I think not really an insult. It's more of like that's a badass. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, yeah, it started off as being a woman of masculine strength or spirit uh, and evolved into a woman who's violent and bad tempered. <laughs> like we said, masculine strength. Yep. Um, so then we go to Matthew and the Corinthian trying to find Daniel. Um, <laughs> And they they don't really get along too well. Um, the Corinthians just all about like, yeah, we'll kill them if we have to. And Matt is like, I really can we just not Jesus? It's the classic wacky couple, right? A buddy movie. Um, I want to see a, a spin off series of this. <laughs> I would like. Yeah. 
I would very much enjoy more Matthew always. Like, I just love him so much. And the new Corinthian, he really does have this, like, edge to him where he seems much more sane and level than the first one, but obviously is still insane. So it's, it, I just really enjoy how well both the artist and Neil Gaiman have managed to convey. Yeah, he's a little different, but he's really still the same dude. You know, that nightmare. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, um, checking out, uh, the photo of the baby. I think they've got right. Yes. And, at this point, Matthew feels something like he's getting pulled back and he doesn't understand why. And the Corinthians like, fuck you. You're staying here. That's the orders. Knock it off. You're my partner. Yes. We're partners. Um, I guy and the Raven. <laughs> That's the name of the spinoff. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So here's the other thing. Um, briefly, we have, uh, Lyda saying that she wants to destroy this dude. And as she's saying that a makeshift barge made of dead flesh is slowly pulled down a river of cold semen. Yeah, it is. I really (laughs) never want to think about that again. (laughs) I never want that to enter any part of my brain forever because it's the worst thing. Ew, 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 ew. Does this top every single episode where Alan, of Hannibal where Alan has accidentally said a weird phrase that has made you get the hackles? I don't know. Alan does it with such glee. It makes it even worse. Um, <laughs> hi, Alan. Okay. <laughs> um, four ravens are flying raggedly blackly ac- across the bitter red sky of hell. Melior, is that how you say her name? I guess Melior, Melior, yeah. Opens her wings and and speeds upward, trailing flesh, her wet mouth open as wide, her wet mouths open as wide as they can go. Remember, this is the, uh, this is the uh, Judeo-Christian depiction of fallen angels. So they have multiple mouths, multiple noses, multiple, you know what I'm, yeah. So is this supposed (laughs) to be, um... She's one of the fallen. What, what, remember that the what I recall in um, Judeo-Christian um, tradition, it was like the top-tiered angels were the ones that sided with Lucifer. So when they got cast down into hell, there they were like the more, the more beautiful ones. So the be- the more beautiful you were, the uglier you turned into when you became a demon. So, but are these supposed to be like, hey, we're next door neighbors with the Morrigan? Like- I guess suggested. It's like a shared. I don't know. It's it's kind of suggested that they're these are like big. in the same neighborhood. I feel yeah, like these... the ravens are like flying across dimensions or something here. So at well, this point, they yeah. happen to be in hell. That's just so my they're like gathering it. all of the forces of darkness and destruction, probably. Well, pretty much just any some raven. Like so some ravens live in hell with one L, right? Even <laughs> in hell with two L's. Up for st- wait, no. Currently under new management by Duma and uh, Remiel. I'm just imagining, like, Remiel showing up to be the Lord of Hell, and, like, the first thing he does is look around going, you know what this place needs? More rivers of semen. (laughs) Let me start working on that. Get me a magazine that I can use for 12 hours. So repressed. He's just like, oh, my God, there needs to be more sexual innuendo here now. Oh, I hate it so much. There was none of that in the Silver City, where it was all just, like, choir singing. Yeah. 
Um, and Doom is like trying to tell Remiel that a river of semen isn't exactly innuendo. It's just disgusting. But of course he can't talk. Gross. So what's he going to do? Um, and meanwhile, Rose is hearing on the news that the ravens from the Tower of London have flown away. And the prophecy is that once they leave, that London will fall. And they have their wings clipped in order to keep them from leaving because English English people are cheaters. And they still <laughs> manage to get away. So that's bad. Um, and they're all like, ha, whatever. It's just a silly old superstition. And I'm like, you guys better pack your fucking bags. Um, and then back to Lyda explaining that he stole my son and killed him. Isn't that enough? And they're like, nope, wasn't his son, whatever. And she's about to leave. I'm sorry I wasted your time. And she looks so fucking sad. Yeah. And her, she's like digging her fingers into her arm. Um, and then they stop and they're like, he did kill his own son. And she's, they're all, they're each holding these necklaces of scorpions. Yep. Yep. Amazing! It, oh my goodness! But I did like how they they actually took the time to kind of discuss the uh, the legality of, yeah. of divine retribution. Because they're like, now nah, even if he had killed your son, which he fucking didn't, but even if he had, we couldn't do anything about it. I mean, if he had killed his own, then maybe, maybe. This is know, but- this is very much the guest right thing where he was punished not for killing the man's sons and eating them, right. but because he. You know, went against the guest Broke right. Guest right yeah. I'm like, okay, logic. I guess you're not here today. <laughs> um, and then we go through a day in the life of Dream. A this week. is, oh yeah, a week. True. And each of the days, I really enjoy uh, Moon Day, True's Day, um, Woden's Day. Woden's Day is my favorite. Um, and all I don't want to go through everything because okay. it's mostly nonsense stuff. That, but it's cool though. It is cool, but you know we te- do tend to go on for two hours. No, no, I'm I'm totally in favor <laughs> of go- moving forward to the important bits. Um, and the one thing that I really did like, uh, sending a dream of warning to a teenage girl in South Africa with his dream to drive her, the girl would grow up to take charge of the country to unite all divided factions. Without it, she would become a nurse. He came to his own decision and relayed it to the tribal gods from whom the request had come. His decision brooked no argument, had no appeal. I'm like, hmm, okay, what? Wonder how that worked out. Yeah, I'm sure we'll find out, maybe. (laughs) Um, And the fucking nightmare with three heads that we saw him making that one time comes back and they're like, here's some stuff that we found, Dad. And he's like, good job, guys. And they're like, yay. And um, (laughs) they're like, we found this green stuff. He's like, oh, that's a handful of dried... Time. time. That's time. That's what that is. Get it's it? Time nerds. in a bottle? Do you get it? Oh. Time in a bottle. I was implying they had gotten high. Oh. I was implying that it was a, another thing that, that he was implying. I like your implications. <laughs> so many <better>. implications. <laughs> um, okay. And then uh, he walks into the fields of nightmare. On Woden's day, he walks into the castle in the heart of the dreaming. Um... And this and is the, when got, Odin just drops by. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to point out that we get this really great image of the love feed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Builds here for a panel. Um. Oh yes. Which like it's all, all made up of like porn. Is it basically yeah. or or you know shots of beautiful people and lips and you know yeah. Oh Lip. yeah. From like the way that. Because I'm not in like a super well lit room, it just looks like uh, folded mm. fabric. You know, no, what I no, mean? it's like that's definitely an ass right there. Yeah, and those are definitely legs, and do you see the stockings and the garter? Yep, stockings. one end. It's on the right hand side. She's right on... below the ass. Yeah, it's just two a pair of legs. Like you know how have you seen like dismembered mannequins? That's what. It looks like. You guys are not making this sound appealing. Oh, yeah, I see them, but they're much smaller. Okay. And then there's the big mouth, and there's a couple little faces and whatnot. I see yeah. it. Yep. And there's anyway. some dude's junk. Yeah. That's the only one. <laughs> I, I, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Eight ladies' legs. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now he's in this castle oh, and drops by. My favorite is when he stops at the rooms like of all of his people that work for him and he's like, Thanks for your service, guys. Dude. <laughs> Some of them are lined up, like the guy the flaming body. He's like his hands are in his face. Oh my god. I love the like <laughs> said this to me. It looks like a swarm of gnats or something that's like in the middle of the hall. It's just this I adore so much. It was I with the angel wings and just the, the like a hanging sheet. Um. Oh, and then he goes and feeds the pigeons, and somebody's like, "You know, that's not allowed." And he's like, "Motherfuckers, <laughs> can't do anything." He watches some play that he's just kind of like, "Oh, whatever." Uh, extraordinarily nice amused by the performance of the actor playing the part of Bottom. Oh, oh, were you? Hmm. It's, it's it's Midsummerized Dream, by the way. It's the one that yeah. Uh, yeah he commissioned from Will Shakespeare. He's probably like, "Wow, this is a really bad version, right? This isn't what I asked for." <laughs> it's, uh, remember that you guys uh, ever watched that um, comedy um, Hamlet Two? Oh, I own that movie. Oh my gosh, have you seen it, Natasha? No. Oh god, oh, it's so good. It's, it's set in Tucson. Wait, what? It's set in Tucson. Oh, okay. Like the it's whole not- the whole movie, it takes shots at Tucson throughout the whole film, and it's fucking hilarious. It's also a uh, very loosely adapted sequel to Shakespeare's Hamlet, which is <laughs> it's, it's about a guy writing the sequel to Shakespeare's Hamlet. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like that Family Guy episode where um, uh, Peter tries to do his own version of the King and I with spaceships and androids. Yeah, that's right. It's exactly like that. <laughs> that's what happened. Um, I just I wanted to let you both know that I got a text from Owen saying tell Miles and Anton I love them. Aww. Isn't he the sweetest? He's pretty well, great. Um, Alright. I, I hope so, he can come on with us for the finale at least of this show. I hope so too. He has been... 
having to work nights for the past couple of weeks because everybody quit and he has to cover for them. And they hired somebody and then they had to fire her the next day. And then they hired somebody today. And then the guy got offered a different job that he wanted more. And he called back and had to turn it down. Oh, man. So they, he, he's just not getting a break lately. And I'm not Is- sure that he'll be able to, but... So you're saying he knows of a job opening. (laughs) I don't think you want this one, Miles. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say you would quit in a day or two. I would be like, fuck you, Miles. I can never speak to you again now. Um, All right. So Delirium shows up and she's like, I spoke to our brother and he said there's a statue of you that looks all sadly in the garden. And he assumes that she means destruction. He's like all about this is destruction. What did destruction say? Do you talk to destruction? What's he like? What's what's going on with him? And she's like, no, it wasn't him. It was our other brother. And he's like, oh, yeah. Because she starts off by mentioning destruction. She's like, do you remember my doggy? I got him on the day that I ate all the cherries all up from our brother. Oh, true. And then she's like, well, I spoke to our brother and he said, he's like, what? Yeah. Um, and at this point she's like help me look for my dog he says I have responsibilities and she gets pissed and is like you don't even know what responsibilities means what the fuck is the problem and then it's more than that the things we do make echoes suppose for instance you stop on a street corner and admire a brilliant fork of lightning well for ages after people and things will stop on that very same corner stare up at the sky they wouldn't even know what they were looking for Some of them might see a ghost bolt of lightning in the street. Some of them might even be killed by it. Our existence deforms the universe. That's responsibility. Nice. And he says, delirium? (laughs) (laughs) He was unprepared for that. He doesn't even know what to say. And truth be told, I'm not really even sure exactly what she's talking about. Because why would somebody else stop there because he stopped there? Exactly why would that happen? You know what I'm saying? Anybody? Bueller? Yeah. I mean, because of the... I think that's what Delirium is saying, is because of, like, the, you know, the imprint of the event. The energies are still there? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I know lots of things people don't think I know. <laughs> um, except I don't know where my dog is. And he goes and helps her find a highly conscientious nightmare to help his sister find her companion. And she's holding his little <laughs> hand, and it's the cutest thing in the universe. Yeah, he's a pretty cute little nightmare, that he guy. He is. Um, and if he was shaken inside or disturbed in any way by this meeting, he gave no evidence of this. Hmm. Except for looking like Marilyn he's Manson. disturbed. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so then we go to Rose and she's writing in her journal about how she hooked up with British guy and she really likes him and yada, yada, yada. She's the first girl to ever go down on him. The poor man. Honestly, what, when she says, what do they even do in bed in this country anyway? I was like, thank you. (laughs) Like, Jesus, really? Um, and then, oh God, it's five 30. Oh God. Um, you're lovely. Five sodding 30. Oh God, I have to go. I'm like, uh Oh yeah. Like half drunk. Right. As soon as a dude's like, Oh shit. Oh, what time is it? I've got to go. And it's not because he just needs to go to work because it's five 30 in the fucking morning. He clearly isn't going to work. It's cause he got a lady who's waiting on his ass at home. Yeah. I remember when I was, I met this guy at a club and we had hooked up. It was my birthday. And he got a call and tried to say it was his boss. And it was like two in the morning. 
And I just looked at him like, you really think I'm that fucking stupid? Like, I was just pissed, insulted. And he, I sent him on his way and he like called me a couple days later, multiple times and was like, hey, you want to meet up again? And I'm like, no, I'm not an idiot. I was so irritated. Have some fucking, at least like show me the respect that you know that I'm not going to fall for that shit. Um, anyway, back to Matthew and the Corinthian and the Corinthian. Matthew it, and the Corinthian. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's the uh, I guy and the Raven. I guy yeah, and the Raven. Something you just like totally cut out there for a minute. Miles it was very odd. They need a radio uh, morning radio talk show with those annoying like sound bites that they have in the morning. Yes. <laughs> This is I guy here on Wednesday. He could. Is that just me, Anton? Is he cutting no, out for you too? Also cutting off. Okay. Good morning, KTLU and the Raven. Oh, he's still going. <laughs> there he is. There we he were we were both saying that you just completely cut out and disappeared for both of us, and then all of a sudden you came oh. back and you were like mid sentence. <laughs> so you didn't hear my radio announcer impressions? No, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, you just disappeared. I was going on like I guy and the Raven. I think that in the I morning think Skype knows when you're starting to do that, and it's like, no, nobody needs to hear this, and it's just cutting you off because it just did it again, right as soon as you started that. That's uncanny. Wow. Thanks, Skype. I know you were looking you know after what? me. Fuck you, Skype. <laughs> Skype gods have spoken or not spoken. So anyway. The Corinthian apparently still has some of the memories of the previous Corinthian because he remembers that ape out on the table cut up. Yep, yep. Um, and they find the body of Carla, who is burnt to all fuck. And the Corinthian's like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Pop, pop, plop, plop. Puts her eyeballs in his eyes and sees the crazy ass face of Loki with the cigarette out of his mouth and then his face with the flames and uh silhouette and he's like okay well loki's in on this shit and i uh, don't think that we're needing to be in the waking world anymore um i uh i love that we we never saw the original corinthian do this no with the eyeballs i, nope. I love i love how this works you yeah. know what i mean like puts his eyes in the mouths and he can see the last thing they saw that's cool yeah it's really cool um <clears throat> spin-off series just waiting to happen 25 years later <laughs> Um, and then we have Dream seeing all of these ravens show up and he doesn't seem to think anything of it which you think he would but he doesn't <laughs> um, he was thinking new tenants yay right I guess somebody's dreaming about ravens oh well um, on Saturday the castle received a visitor and you see the three shadows on the steps mm-hmm. I adore that I love that we don't see them just this their shadow oh, it's and the best hand. yes um and they're telling them to leave that they can't come in and see them and this poor damn thing um he jumps down what is it a griffin it's yeah a griffin. oh god it was so terrible your flesh is meat and the meat is decaying your bones are dry and brittle within you now lion and eagle abandon their battle for dominance and surrender to time and to the grave this is the saddest fucking thing i've ever seen and this thing that's all fierce and lunging towards them collapses on the ground drooling and sad and scared 
Lord, I cannot feel you, Lord, and then just dies and turns into dust and bone. It is the saddest. This is on par with, uh, what's the name of that giant I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you if this was worse for you than Martin Tenbones. It wasn't worse. Martin was worse. But this was very, very close. Martin Tenbones, had, we had just seen so much more of him. And he mm-hmm. was so much more uh, cuddly than this griffin that it was harsh. <laughs> yeah. But the griffin is obviously just as like loyal and dedicated. So that's what makes it so like uh, somebody who dies out of loyalty is so much more heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the unicorn or whatever you want to call it, you killed him there. Yes, we did. Now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so Dream pops up and is like, yeah, just let them in. And I am honor bound to warn you to stay on the path. You killed my friend, woman. Stray from, Stray your from path. the path. Oh, love it. Love it. Um, and we don't really see, we just see the shadows being cast. We don't see them yep. again. Yep. You see the reaction of those cats playing cards. Like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they're like, what? Um, and they come in. We are not light a hall. We are far more than light a hall. We are the kindly ones. And they, he's like, yeah, you might have killed my gatekeeper or whatever. I can make him again. And he won't even <laughs> know he died. Like, what's the big deal? And I was like, that made me feel slightly better also. Um, and they said that they are going to destroy him. Do you have any particular reason for doing this? And I like that. It says, you killed my son, and this isn't outlined in red. Like, when it's the Furies, it's outlined in red. But when it's just Lyda, it's just black. And when it's just Lyda, it's um, speaking with my, and, and, you know, like, you killed my son. Yes. Whereas the others all speak of themselves in the plural. You you are our legitimate prey. Um, And they say... They say you've spilled the blood of your family. That's the reason they're speaking. But inside, Light is going like, yeah, this is why I'm really doing it. Yeah. Um, this is my world, ladies. I control it. I am responsible for it. You will neither destroy it, nor will you destroy me. No? How fares the griffin on your gate, Dream King? And he just doesn't say anything. It's like, wait, mm-hmm. shit. Um, and he is looking for Matthew and uh, the Corinthian. They haven't found his son yet or not his son, but Daniel. And he's very snotty. I have a certain (laughs) amount of faith and confidence in both of you. It would disappoint me exceedingly to find that it had been misplaced. And then he just like hangs up on them essentially. Um, And Matthew comments on the fact that he never heard their boss sound like that. He sounds really cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprise wolf attack. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the Corinthian kills it, and it's like, the eyes are mine. The end. It's my first kill of this life. Oh, boy. Um, meanwhile, Lucifer is playing music and is getting bored by it. Um, just kind of feeling like maybe it's time to move on. And I'm like, okay, we're really bouncing around now. Mm-hmm. Um, the witch woman who now called herself Larissa lay on the camp bed in her room. Um, and I love the detail reading an improving book. Right? Yeah. I just, I love that. And eating some lamb stew. Um, 
And Nuala sat in the garden of her citadel on the edge of the forest. Uh, somebody left a comment saying that her name is pronounced Nula. I don't know how they know that. Because I don't know if like Neil Gaiman did an interview or if there's an audiobook of this or what. But it looks like Nuala to me. It doesn't look like it would be said Nula. And I do not like Nula. So I think I'm going to ignore Nula and just go with <laughs> Nuala. Uh, for from now on, no offense I to said commenter. Nuala, but um, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, like I'm not trying to no, throw shade no. at you at all. I just do not like Nula as much. That's all, and I don't really have any basis to say that that's the official pronunciation. Um, I think with Nula, it's the same way I reacted to when uh, I first heard Roy Dutrice say Brian and Katire. No, no, Roy Dutrice, stop it. That's some nonsense. Um. Even more so when he when he does the voice of Shay and says, "Would you like to touch my cheese, Lord Tyrion?" Does he do a high pitched voice like that? He does. It's oh, like, Jesus. "Would you like to touch my titties? I don't know why everyone is so in love with the trees. It's, oh, I am oh, so God. traumatized by the Shay sex scenes. Those are already traumatizing to read. Hearing them read out loud were even was even more terrifying. That is so funny. Have you heard the the other ones, the Library of Congress versions that Roy Avers reads? No, I have not. I think they're way better, personally. Oh, really? I think think that's why I started saying Daenerys, because that's the way Avers says it. And I liked his read so much better that I started thinking of it in those terms. Well, you're just wrong then, aren't you? Oh, well. What are you going to do? Can't be right all the time. (laughs) All right, so what's... Yeah, now you're right. So what's Nula doing here? She's fingering <laughs> her neck. I mean, the stone around her neck. Yeah, she's all like, oh, I am I miss being happy that one time. Um, yep. And then far away, Lord Green is like, I miss you. That's and we see Rose and she's looking at an old uh, journal entry and just saying like, why when I break up with people, don't I feel anything? I just do not care at all. What the fuck is the problem? Um, and she's say- thinking to herself, what a bitch you were, Rosalita. What a cold bitch on wheels. And then she calls dude and he's all, uh, yeah, so can't talk right now, but thanks for the tickets to the game. <laughs> and she's like, so there's somebody there with you that you should have told me about already, huh? And this is what very he says, perceptive. very perceptive. Um, and she just hangs up and then says, fuck. Oh, God. I, yep. oh, this just made me so mad. I, like, the guy from the club it didn't hurt me because it was nobody. I didn't care about him at all. It just insulted me. But this, like, what is that? Why is it with somebody, certain people, it just affects you right away. It's the way that she describes love later is so fucking accurate and so infuriating. And I, I just, absolutely agree. Oh my God. I hate it so much. It's awful. Okay. Yeah that quote in the final chapter for our coverage and oh man i have some words (laughs) so we all do right it's just traumatized all of us all right so part nine um rose goes to visit uh mr mcguire and by the way we should mention that all these are have been like recently opening up with a single panel featuring a hand holding a pair of scissors to a thread the scissors oh, right. are getting closer and the thread is getting more frayed. Yeah. Almost time. Nearly. Very nearly. 
Yep. TikTok. Talk. Um, so he shows her around the, uh, the estate that looks like shit. It's just not really being taken care of too much. Um, the library is her dream library as she puts it. And I was like, Oh really? <laughs> um, and he says that money's got tight and he suggested selling them. Dude wouldn't hear of it. And they go around, uh, to the hot house, the greenhouse where she gets a rose and goes down into the basement and runs into Desire, who's being the biggest creep ever. And like, so I'm your grandpa. I impregnated <laughs> her with imaginary sperm. And what's up? Um, you're kind of a little bitch now. Miss you being heartless. It's right. so strange. And uh, Desire is leaning up against the like glass globe that Dream had been imprisoned in. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's right, because that's where she is. Yeah. So. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Rose is having a really strong reaction to this. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's unjustified, but it is, you know, um, you can definitely see why Desire is kind of like, oh, God, you know, this was one thing. Get over it. Um. God, Desire's all like, God, you take up after your grandmother side of the family. Snap, (laughs) snap. But you know, but, but yeah. the thing is, is that you know, desire can't. You know, desire has to be loving this shit, though. It's like when she's like, "Oh, I preferred you all, Modi." It's like, no, you, you know, or Moody. It's like, no, you didn't. You're this is who you are. You like this. Yeah, like when this. she says horrible, isn't it about love? I was expecting yeah. her to be like, uh, I was expecting desire that is to be like pleased. Like, oh, you found it horrible. Oh, good. I'm doing it right. Thank you so much. <laughs> it really means a lot to me. Um, but I do love the description. Yeah. This whole section, guys. It's so... Okay. So I'm going to read this real quick and then get real personal for a hot second. It makes you so vulnerable. It opens your chest and it opens your heart and it means someone can get inside you and mess you up. You build up all these defenses. You build up this whole armor for years so nothing can hurt you. Then one stupid person, no different from any other stupid person, wanders into your stupid life You give them a piece of you. They don't ask for it. They do something dumb one day, like kiss you or smile at you, and then your life isn't your own anymore. Love takes hostages. It gets inside you. It eats you out and leaves you crying in the darkness. So a simple phrase like, maybe we should just be friends, or how very perceptive, turns into a glass splinter working its way into your heart. It hurts not just in the imagination, not just in the mind. It's a soul hurt, a body hurt, a real gets inside you and rips you apart pain. Yup! Shit, came in shit. Um, I'm going to say, and this is actually not to do with my divorce, which you would think it would be, wouldn't you? But no. A little bit. You would think, but no. Um, when I met Owen and really like seriously fell for him it i realized suddenly that what she describes here this breaking like your chest opening and then being able to get inside that never happened with brendan i loved brendan but he had a wall up always we were together eight years and that wall never really came down ever and it was like after about seven years that i started to realize that wall was there and I hadn't really noticed it before, but
But as I got older and I started to be more perceptive and understand better what it meant to really be in a relationship and open up to somebody and ask that of him, I realized that that wasn't happening. I meet Owen and it was utterly terrifying. I understand so much better now what people mean when they say that love is really scary because I always used to be like, you're just a pussy then. What the fuck is the big deal? And now I understand because (laughs) it is so scary. Like if anything happens to him, if he were to break up with me, if anything, if anything, if I were to fuck up, it would destroy me. Like it is the... The connection there is so like profound and so on a base level, like I'm not even the same person anymore that I was that it just it's for somebody like me who is a complete control freak and very much enjoys being in the position of power. And I have always in every relationship been in the position of power to not be there anymore is super, super scary. Oh, yeah. 70 or no 68% Slytherin 78% Ravenclaw um but yeah I mean I'm just I'm I'm that kind of person that every time I have been in a relationship I've had the upper hand in some way and this is the first time the very first time in my life that I don't feel that way and it's great it's awesome but it's alien and scary and just you vulnerable isn't even the word for it you're just completely exposed it's just super scary so there's that gentlemen care to add <laughs> reading this nope when i first read um the whole sandman in its entirety when i was in high school and then getting to the kindly ones and getting to this section around the time that i was having um i guess the prelude to the breakup of my very first relationship in high school and i mean i've never had to i was never the time i was never the type of gay that had to pretend to have a girlfriend or anything this was like my first boyfriend so this part with rose was real and when you are a teenager and hormonal and all that stuff this shit hurt hard Mm -hmm. but i I say this much if it wasn't for this section if it wasn't for the kindly ones and it wasn't for all the other i think literature music and all these other creative outlets that was i was exposing myself to i don't think i would have matured oh yeah totally well and that's part of it too it's like when she says it's a physical pain i mean it really is there i mean it's it's this punch in the gut kind of sudden inexplicable sometimes like ache and not going through that If you've never had that, I feel like lucky you on the one hand, but on the other hand, it, I, it opened my eyes so much to, there have been, there's so many shitty things going on in the world and so much that feels wrong and so much that I don't understand about how could somebody do this? How could somebody do that? And after I go through something like that and feel that like gut wrenching pain, like somebody's squeezing my heart in their hand and they aren't letting go for a second for months in a row that I feel like opened my eyes a little bit to what people go through and what can cause things that are so terrible to happen. Having that feeling driving you 
And if you're in the position to do something horrific, I understand where that comes from a little bit better now. You know, the murder crime of passion type of thing when somebody really hurts you. Like that sort of thing, I never ever could wrap my head around how you could snap so completely as to kill somebody over a relationship or a betrayal or something. And all of a sudden I was like, no, I get it. Like it's not, I was never there myself, but desire is the scariest of all the endless, like for sure, for realsies, a hundred percent. Despair is scary, but despair is, she is, un, she, I, I don't even know the word, more def, def, definable. There's something about how open-ended and indistinct desire is and how abrupt it can happen. It's just like, boom, out of nowhere, somebody walks in and you're gone. You are done. This one person for whatever reason. Despair is much more, I feel like you can deal. Desire, forget it. I can't. Desire, you're the worst and I hate you so much. (laughs) And she's just he, she, it, uh, whichever gender she wants to identify with at this very moment is just chain smoking and be like, yo, yo. Um, it's like, thank you for approving of my work. Right. Yes. I think the, the, the most telling line for me though, and this is the one that comes after, right after the section when you, that you read where she says, she describes all that and she says, nothing should be able to do that, especially not love. Like that just broke mm-hmm. my heart. It's like, oh man, you know, it's it's, you know, if anything should make you be able to feel this way, it shouldn't be what people call love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And th- I can definitely relate to that. Yep. Yeah. It's it is a fucked up thing to see that so many terrible things are motivated by love, and I genuinely believe that that is true in some ways, but. It shouldn't be. It should not be true. That should not be the thing. And yet there it is. Um, So Mr. McGuire busts in and she's like, ooh, I must have fallen asleep. And he's like, "Uh, okay, weirdo, falling asleep in people's basements. I don't know what to say about that, but you were gone for (laughs) half an hour. People sanctum sanctorums. Right. And uh, he finds a lighter on the ground, um, an Art Deco heart-shaped lighter. Here you go. Don't want to go losing it again, do you? Oh, snap. Oh, snap. So layered. What a metaphor. What? I said, oh, so, yeah, oh, my goodness. (laughs) The metaphors and symbolism, as you would say, Miles. Symbolism. (laughs) Yes, there we go. We need to have a symbolism like soundbite that I can play on my phone every time. I, I would just be playing that shit nonstop during Hannibal. <laughs> I'm Dr. Orpheus, and I deal in symbolism. Symbolism and subtext. Ooh, <laughs> subtext. Um, okay, so Matthew and the Corinthian. Matthew keeps I getting got and the Raven. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, is, he says that, um, that, let's see. What I've seen a few of them in the dreaming from time to time across the sky, and they're looking at this cord, the silver cord that we had seen tied to Daniel earlier. Um, And they find it, they are following it, and Dream is standing by the fireplace. 
and he's like, you may now return to the dreaming and receive your reward. And I'm like, this was give all me a, test a of fucking your loyalty. Break. I love the fact that, like, because Matt is suspicious, but not solidly like, no, that's not him. The Corinthian is completely, fuck you, dude. No way. Do not insult my intelligence. I loved it so much. I, first of all, then uncreate me now if you have the power. He's just putting it right out there, starts strangling him. Then the guy turns into a fucking monster of some kind, then turns into him, the Corinthian. How can you do this to yourself? Oh, please credit me at least with knowing which of us is which. <laughs> um, and then turns into fire and then turns into a child. Um and then turns is that, into Loki. Is that Daniel, you think? I think so, yeah. Yeah. He's trying everything. <laughs> yeah. No and then he's like, and then Loki's, or uh, Corinthian's like, that's much more imaginative, but still not convincing. Yes. I enjoyed that so much. And the Corinthian is strangling the fuck out of him. And he's like, I'm not going to kill you, but you know. Um, and knocks him out. And he says, I told the truth. I would not kill him. The death curse of a god is an evil thing, but I can hurt him and I will. Have you never wondered, little bird, what it must be like to see the world through the eyes of a god? Oh, shit. He gonna steal some eyeballs. Them eyes is gone. Gone. Um, so the Furies are looking around for somebody to take out. Yeah, basically. And, uh, they see Abel digging a grave again. <laughs> or no, Cain digging Kane, a grave. right. Yeah. And then they see Eve in her cave, and I like how they're like, there, her? And then one of the one of the Furies' voices is like, not her. She is in herself an aspect of herself, and the cave is hers. It would not be wise. Yeah. Good on you, Eve. And then hear that? Yes, hear. No! You're ruining our beautiful things! Uh, they they kill a bear, this little bear that's so cute looking and like, what's going on? Mm. And an eagle. The eagle gets brought with the, down. With the scorpion whip. Which I I was just, the scorpion whip just, why does it, isn't a whip bad enough? <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's gotta be Scorpion. You know what? They're the Furies. Okay. Megara, Tisiphone, and Electro, or however they want to pronounce their names now. They've been a uh, defining vengeance since 900 BCE. So don't. Yeah, that's don't on their start. card. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is on their calling card. <laughs> defining, defining vengeance. Defining vengeance. Um, and uh, Fiddler's Green pops up and is like, hey, no, seriously, what the fuck are you even doing? And they're like, pop right in the gut mm-hmm. and he is just talking and talking for like 10 minutes before he dies i don't know why you felt the need to do this i mean i've had a good life and everything there are some nice memories but i thought i would die for a fucking reason although i guess the only things that are truly unreasonable have reasons but and then he just ooh, dies boom. Oh, one final whom i was so sad yeah. Little fiddler. Um, Matthew finally gets pulled back to the dreaming, like he can't hold it back anymore. Um, and uh, Dream knows that they just killed Fiddler's Green. Um, they have destroyed the Griffin at the gate, 
And Matthew's like, well, if you didn't call me back, who did? And he's like, uh, what? No, I didn't call you back. Whoosh. And disappears. And Matthew's like, <laughs> what the fuck? I love the panel where Matthew's face is like dead on. Listen, I still don't trust the Corinthian boss. He's a vicious son of a bitch. And he's looking right like at the yeah. ca- quote camera. I feel like that's the first time we've seen Matthew look straight at us. And I enjoyed that POV a lot. It's a very he's adorable. Look at the cute raven. Yeah, and we get it again when he at the end when he's like Gilbert. Yes. Um. So, Los Angeles with uh, Larissa, right? Yep. Yeah. Air quote. Right. Uh, okay, that's what she's going by. Um. So he is basically like, she's having a nightmare. Dream comes to visit her. Yeah. And it feels like he gave her a nightmare. Like he's being super petty. Is that just me? Maybe. Yeah. I kind of feel like he is. It's either that he's being super petty because we soon learn that she was the one that got away. Yeah. um, You soon learn. I did not soon learn. I learn presently. Let's learn ya. Um, Let's let's learn ya. Yeah. He is being that, that chick. That dude person <laughs> um oh it's you so how have you been perfectly satisfactory <laughs> you look terrible thank you you for your part look much as i remember this is where you're living nowadays yeah um you want tea and blah 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 i'm here to end the matter of light a hall See, so like, through all this, you can tell that there something has obviously happened besides like that brief meeting. I figured something, but I didn't feel like they were together. Like I didn't get that at all. Is this the only? No, no, no. They they actually because um, a little bit later on, he's talking to her. He he finds out that she drew the circle to um, keep her out or to keep him out. Right. And um, oh, where's the line? He said. He-, he says. Yeah, he says, someone once told me that we would see each other again. Which someone is what, was right. Which is what Destiny told him when he was all being piney with delirium. He said, you'll you'll see each other one more time, and it'll be satisfactory for neither of you. Oh, this is that one. Okay. Yep. So that is what I was supposed to pick, pick up, that they were together. That was the line. Well, that and the fact that their whole conversation is totally yeah. informal it's it's completely an old lover's conversation how have you been uh you look terrible oh See, you know where are you living like they he has had that kind of conversation with many people that he's interacted with in various capacities it didn't feel distinctly loverish to me it felt like dream is awkward and weird and doesn't know how to handle being like interacting with anybody and but remember when you um when you first met Cecily she was Cecily. She was very like emotional around how much she hated the Dream Lord. She's like, "Oh, he thinks he's so handsome." Well, except when, she, yeah, yeah. Except when she wasn't talking about how good looking he was. And um, I don't know. It's like if you look back at her conversations with him from the Barbie piece, it's like you know she's being all formal. She's calling him Dream Lord. She's invoking her rights, and now it's just like they're catching up. You know what I mean? Yeah, so no, I get that, but it just it I, it felt to me like they like they had had some interactions since then that we'll probably find out what that is, but it didn't feel like a relationship. It felt like they have been involved with each other in some capacity. Mm. It didn't feel to me at all like there was a romantic history or anything like that. You know, okay, and, 
And then, I don't know. There's, I, I, it, there's more down the line, actually. Yeah, there's um, more. <laughs> yeah, there is more, because she she does say, she reminds him of the deal, remember, when she uh, made the moon fall down? Well, and yeah, then, and she, yeah, and she says she made a deal with the, the three for a little more life. Um, and then he goes, but I could have. And you know how he, remember, he's been doing this since, since uh, Nada, always offering. Yeah, I could have made you immortal. Yeah. And she goes, you, you can't even protect yourself. I'm sorry, that wasn't fair. Yeah. Uh, and that was, for me, that was when I'm like, oh, shit, Ex, ex-girlfriend shade. Okay. And, and then she says, like, she talks about death, except for your big sister. She does whatever she pleases. She's a cold bitch, that one. So they've met. And then, and then finally, the one that, that breaks it for me is when she offers to break the circle for him and then she says, but we have established there's nothing you could give me I would want. And then he says, I did not intend to hurt you. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't think there's much, there's much doubt. And then what if you did not intend an outcome are so rarely coincident? That's right. I like that line a lot. But yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying and I'm not like saying you guys are wrong and there wasn't, but I just don't, I think it's because she feels so emotionless in all of this and dream is just so moody and emo all the time. It really that, makes you wonder like what it was like when they were happy with each other, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it's just like, I just don't, I don't read any much into this because he is so frequently like this. He is so, he has been taking everything super personally all day or all week. <laughs> and she like, when we last saw her, she was in the dreaming and there wasn't really anything established about what happened to her after that. Like they're all supposedly sent back and safe and sound, quote unquote. Right. Well, we know, that, we know that she not, made it back. Well, yeah, but we know that she's not a regular mortal and right. she just had this contact with him and seemed to like know him already when she met him with Barbie like mm. to a degree so her knowing who his sister is doesn't raise any eyebrows for me like sure she might have met her or who knows you know like it just it feels like any number of different things could have happened and i didn't feel anything in their conversation that felt like emotion it just felt very like <laughs> what about the fact that he shatters all the glass in her room yeah. as he leaves <laughs> see that but that, to me, I could read as just frustration over the fact that Lyda is his goal here, and she just totally thwarted him on that. Well, I, I felt that that was some petty boyfriend crap. I mean, yeah. that happened to you. That has happened to me. I, I, I totally hear where you're coming from, but to me, it stood out very much as like, oh, look at this. This was the one he was pining for back in, back then when he went on the trip with Delirium. That just, it, it, it seemed like a reveal to me, but... Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm sorry. That I did not feel revealed. Well, you should be. <laughs> I just like, I'm really, I am kind of surprised because usually I can pick up on that kind of thing really well. It's like, but this just, I felt, I didn't feel anything between them at all. Like this conversation just didn't really even really? hold oh, my I attention. To I totally did. Yeah. Oh, well. Damn, it was, I mean, the the part that was before he shatters that he goes, I think he wanted you to know. And then you see his face and the lines are drawn. So it looks really like. For <laughs> <long>. mm. <laughs> and then she, I have said the line to many an ex-boyfriend. How oh, sweet. Well, it was nice. Yeah. Hi. If you need and you could all, yeah. And you could totally tell how practiced he is at, at this personality too. 
I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, just, I'm just being myself. I didn't mean to. I'll go now. This, that, that's kind of what I mean, I think, is that we've seen him be this guy a million but times. But only, only with his lovers, though. Does he? Yeah, it's only like, with the girls. I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, whatever. Moving nope. on. I was. Ju- I'm not impressed. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is. You just can't believe that Cecily would have, at one point in time, given an inch. I just don't see Cecily having any sort of emotional attachment to anybody. We've never seen anything from her indicate that she's anything outside of super practical. The idea of her being in love or connected or involved at all with anybody just feels absurd. So the idea that we're supposed to take that from this conversation, it just doesn't feel like that could even have been possible. So the thought didn't even enter my head. I mean, it's surprising if you even think of it, but it didn't even enter my brain because she's just not (laughs) that person. Like for me, she just doesn't even have a sex. She's just like a statue (laughs) of a witch woman, you know, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see that. So it just, once again, didn't enter my head and he is so fucking emo and whiny all the damn time that him being that way with her, I'm just like, well, he's just pissed off that he didn't get his way again, whatever. Like, I'm just, that's, I just assume that's just the same old thing again. That's the problem when you cry wolf too many damn times, Dream. <laughs> now to stop taking you seriously. Um, All right. Let's anyway. go on this. We got ravens. Ravens. Um, yep. So we got Noah's raven. Surprise. There were seven of them. He was a lush. His name was <laughs> Utnapishtim. Ishtim? Utnapishtim. Utnapishtim. Um, Back then. And... Yeah, they're just kind of going back and forth about some shit. And he's like, oh, I've been a raven for five years. Is that a long time? And she's like, <laughs> nope. And then they're about to like eat up some uh, Fiddler's Green body. Yep. And Matthew's like, no, man, I knew this guy. He was my friend. I'm not doing this. And the like, other raven's like, come on. He's super yummy. And he's like, no. <laughs> Pulls out one of his eyeballs. But then Matthew was like, well, if you insist. Right. That's the gravy. Um, and it cuts from him getting his eyes gouged out to Loki with his eyes missing. Hee hee. Well, yeah, and, and the, there's the line about, you know, this was the reason Matthew was called back, was this gathering of ravens. And he's like, there's going to be a lot of corpses, aren't there? There's going to be a battle. There's going to be a war. Dun, dun, dun. And then Noah's, Noah's raven says, oh, I think the war has already begun. And, and then we see Loki. Loki's eyeballs. And uh, Corinthian, apparently, those eyeballs have come in handy because he knows where Daniel is. Yep. And pulls him down, floating like a little baby-shaped balloon. <laughs> and um, it's like, hey, I've been looking for you. And that yeah. is the end of sure, the section. I'm sure Daniel is just totally safe with this guy. What could go wrong? Look at Daniel. He's just so, like, befuddled. <laughs> just like okay so happening? now this person's taking me i guess um how many more hands am i going to pass through in the next 48 hours <laughs> he's just like a hot potato um yeah that is the end well 
now. I'm sorry to have disappointed everybody who was waiting for me to see who broke Dream's heart. Um, I just let your audience down. I know. It. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm just like I'm so. I there are times when I feel like stupid for not picking up on stuff, and this is not one of those times. Like I genuinely, I still am just kind of like I guess. <laughs> um, but I do want to say that I don't know if it's even a thing. But does Dream die? Because we saw that funeral. Everybody was sad. Dream was not a part of the group that was walking around. Um, And Death looks super sad. And she and Dream were very close. I don't know if Death... Like, does Death have to come for Dream? How weird is that? If he does die, does she have to be like, Oh, God, now I have to take you. And he's like, but you're my sister. And she's like, yeah, this is the worst. (laughs) <laughs> or is she like, does she warn him and say, hey, um, you're on my schedule, like 7 well, p.m. We- next week. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but you should just what like prep fuck? a little bit. Yeah. Um, we do know that it's happened before. With um, with the Endless. Yeah. One of the Endless has One died. Of the despair, yeah. So, yeah. I'm curious about that. I feel I'm like. sure you are. I feel like I don't think he does die. Like, it feels like we're getting set up for this sort of fake out. But at the same time, this the fake out is a real tropey thing. And I don't feel like he goes with the tropes that much. So maybe he really does die and that's just the end. Or he really does die and then something else happens. And But we, I mean, the next book is the finale volume right so maybe he just dies and i don't know i don't know i don't know we'll find out next time um well will we because the next time we are still going to be on this same volume on volume nine oh yeah that's right we're so we're uh we're finishing up the kindly ones yeah um okay so i just wanted to say hi to new patrons i (laughs) for everybody who's been waiting rashawn is back and Woo! we ah. have just released our first Harry Potter of the second half of the of the Age of Rashawn. Um, <laughs> and that's how I'm going to start marking the years now. The year of, <laughs> of Rashawn. So everybody who's been waiting, that is up on iTunes right now. We just did one chapter to get our feet wet again because we hadn't done it in a while. And as Stop. soon as I posted that fucking episode. Like ten patrons and Bandcamp subscribers came back that had disappeared, so nice. I know what that was about. Um, I didn't want to correlate them if they weren't cor- because I felt like she would feel guilty about it if she ever found out. But it seems pretty obvious now. Um, yeah. So welcome, Ravina Daniels, whose name is the best. Nate Swanson. Hi, Nate. And he also gave a very generous donation a couple months ago. Jamie Bishop. Rosanna Brown, Joe Schmo. Hi, Joe. I remember you. Lisa T, Chris Pineda, Pineda, and Mary. And then on Bandcamp, Brian Shea, M. Baisley, and Jubaira. So those are my new patrons and Bandcamp subscribers. Jubaira has um, been a patron and subscriber before and uh, is on the Twitters a lot. Um but yeah, so it's always fun to see people who like I know in some way or another. But welcome to all of you. Thank you so much for subscribing. I'm going to I 
have fallen super behind on updating the Spoiled Rotten page because I was getting no new subscribers for so long that I had forgotten all about it, to be honest. I got I went like three solid weeks with nobody new, and so the whole idea just didn't enter my head. But now I am being reminded, and I will go and update that. Um, so I'm going to do that over the weekend. And I think that is about it. And for those of you who are thinking about pledging, you can set whatever budget you want for the month and not go over that. You could set five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you like. And um, I am doing some bonus stuff like already just finished the Star Wars trilogy. I will be doing the prequels and uh, the prequels I'm doing as a marathon episode um, and doing quick video reviews between the movies and posting those as we're watching in real time. We're going to record it as a spreecast for patrons to come and interact with us because the prequels are going to be terrible. So having audience interaction will be helpful. <laughs> and um, I'm also doing Unspookled, which is a Halloween series and just reading some classic scary stories for people to get them into the Halloween spirit. And I'm doing video reviews of Fear the Walking Dead, which I'm also posting exclusively on Patreon. Some stuff you can buy on Bandcamp, like the uh, um, Star Wars stuff you can buy on Bandcamp, but the video reviews and Unspookled are Patreon exclusive. So, yeah. So that's the thing. Anybody want to throw some stuff out there? Uh, yeah. I gotta say, I, I never really understood the whole let's all get excited about Halloween thing. I mean, not a criticism. You do you. But it's for me, I don't know. It's always been whatever. Uh, beyond that, I'm gonna throw out some uh, websites here. Towerofthehand.com for all your Game of Thrones and Song of Ice and Fire written and uh, news needs. Through the Timekeeper's Table.blogspot.com um, and the Timekeeper's Table Wrestling Podcast on iTunes uh, for all your professional wrestling needs. We've been a bit of a different format to the show these days. It's really good. You should check it out. And um, finally, uh, Smash Fiction Podcast, which is on iTunes and also on uh, Libsense, on Stitcher. Now we just got approved for Stitcher, and it's a super fun show that a lot of people really enjoy. So uh, check that out. It's, again, me and, and, and some of my friends uh, debating fictional fights. It's a good time. But, of course, all of this uh, is second to uh, – in, in terms of honors to my being a vassal of Unspoiled. Of course. Well played, sir. <laughs> I know where my bread is buttered. That sounds filthy. Okay, Anton. <laughs> you Hello. Make well, I am not going to kiss Natasha's ass like Miles will. Damn yes, it! You are. Don't but I will, I will say that I do enjoy my time here as a vassal of House Spoiled. <laughs> uh, hello, listeners. As you listen to me speak, you should probably go to www.projectfandom.com and click on the what should be there because this comes out Thursday. So, hello, future people. I'm speaking from the past. Um, my Muppets review for season one, episode one, Pig Girls Don't Cry, should be up on the front page for you to read. Woohoo! And I'm most excited to plug that. Also because Miss Piggy, man, she, she is part of my spirit menagerie. Agreed. Of spirit animals alongside Emma Frost, Thirsty Lannister, Lucille Bluth, Mallory Archer. Kitty Pride. <laughs> Kitty Pride. Well, actually for me it's magic. Oh, fair enough. Um, all right. Well, awesome. Yay. Thank you guys so much for being here and uh, rescheduling and being super flexible. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next week with a new episode.
Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him tulips like roses and clover. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over.